0: Welcome back everybody to the Cottonwood Canyon's podcast. I'm uh, UDOT's internal communications manager, Matt Allred. And once again, I couldn't do this without her, Lisa Miller. How are you?
1: Hi, Matt. I'm pretty great.
0: So, uh, Lisa, remember when we ended our last episode, I kind of gave you a pop quiz on what the favorite topic is when we talk about the Cottonwood Canyons. Do you remember this?
1: I remember. And um, I remember because I'm kind of a road nerd and uh, we're talking about the traction law today. It's kind of exciting for me, actually.
0: (laughs) Well, I hope it's exciting. This This is kind of a big deal for a lot of people and it's definitely a big deal for you, Dot. So I wanna just leave that up front. This is a big deal for everybody. And so we're gonna jump into that, talk about why the traction law is in place and, and really why we need it and, and what, what it's good for. So with us today, uh, we've got a couple new people and we've got Detective Lee Arnold from uh, UPD and with him, and they're, they're using the same mic, they're in the same room, uh, socially distanced as it were. Uh, UDOT, uh, our road operations manager, which is Jake Brown, And he's in station 233, which is the station kind of it's at the base of Big and Little Cottonwood. It's right there down the road. And so Jake and uh, Detective Arnold, welcome. Glad you guys are here. Thanks for having us, Matt. Thank you. You bet. And then we've got Sean Lambert. Sean's from our Region Two office, and and Sean's kind of uh, over that portion of the valley too that helps Jake and Jake's operation crew uh, do what they need to do. So, Sean, welcome.
2: Good to be here. Thanks, Matt.
0: So, I'm just gonna make you kind of go back, and I I know I briefly asked you, or I briefly said what you did, Sean. I want you to tell me a little bit what you do for Udot, kind of how you how long you've been here, and and uh, what your role is.
2: Yeah, sure. So, like I said, my name's Sean Lambert. Um, I'm the South District Engineer for uh, UDOT region two. So I oversee construction, maintenance, and manage the avalanche as well uh, for the South end of the Valley and the Cottonwood Canyons. So I've been with UDOT about 15 years and in, in this role about four.
0: And Sean, Sean knows his stuff, you know, like he said, he, there's a whole bunch of different groups that he kind of oversees and manages and, and he, he stays nice and busy. So uh, Detective Arnold, tell us about you uh not much to tell i have
3: been in the canyons for about 12 years now and i've been a police officer for
0: over 20 and uh, i just enjoy the canyons it's been my favorite spot to serve well 12 years too you've you've got to know those areas back and forth i mean that's that's pretty awesome i know
3: how to get to the top and bottom
0: (laughs) well good next time i need help i'm gonna follow you that's okay that sounds good okay And then Jake Brown, Jake, you and I—we've uh, been working pretty closely together as long as I've been at UDOT, about six years almost. So, Jake, tell us, tell us what you do, what your main responsibilities are.
4: Well, uh, my name's Jake Brown. Like I said, I—I've um, worked for UDOT for about twenty years, and uh, five of them have been in the Cottonwood Canyons, and uh, I get to work in two canyons that. I never get used to. They always throw me for a loop uh everything every year you think you got it mastered something new comes up and throws you a little wrench into it. So uh seeing all sorts of avalanches and uh all sorts of weird weather and uh it's my job to uh plan for the crew to to go up there and to make sure people can get up and go skiing and then get back home safely. So um that all relies on me to schedule and get plows up and heavy equipment and work with the avalanche crew on a very close basis to make sure that uh, people enjoy going up the Cotwood Canyons. When
0: we we appreciate both of you for, for being there and in that role. And, and Jake, you said something that I think, Lisa, you may agree, this will take us right into our first question, is Jake, you've been up and down that canyon hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, and you said there's still surprises that happen happen all the time. So uh, we're going to get into that. So, Lisa, take it away. I think this discussion, uh, you get to start this one today.
1: I'm very excited to start this discussion. And um, I'm thankful for what you guys do up there. I mean, it's a really important job. And um, big and little cottonwoods are kind of a, a huge part of our economy in Utah. So thanks for everything you do. Here's the first question. So what does it look like on a snowy day in the Cottonwood Canyons when vehicles are not able to navigate winter conditions? Jake, UPD, what do you think about that?
4: Well, Cottonwood Canyons can go from good to bad in three seconds. Um, we get uh, snowfall rates up to three to four inches an hour, sometimes five inches an hour, just depending on on the storm. Um, And we will encounter vehicles that are not prepped for the traction law and are not prepped for even to be up there in those type of uh, situations. We also get a lot of people that uh, um, just don't have the driving skills to be able to navigate um, certain situations uh, that come up. And then driving, uh, when you start out at the bottom of the canyon around 5,000 feet, and you work your way uh, up to about 8,500 to 9,000 feet, uh, weather changes really uh, quickly, and uh, you can see a lot of snowfall on the road. We see a lot of people uh, struggling to go up, a lot of visibility issues, and a lot of people are just not prepared for what they encounter on the road.
1: And I guess, uh, what's your your opinion? What are the cause of all of the slide-offs and the crashes that you see in the canyon? Well, I would,
4: I would sum it up to, uh, uh, two general things. One, not having the proper equipment when, uh, when, uh, driving up in the canyon. Um, we'll see people with ball tires, people that don't have the correct tires, people that don't have the correct vehicle, whether it be all wheel drive or four wheel drive and, or they don't have their traction devices, uh, with them to be able to navigate the area and we also see a lot of people that don't know how to use their traction devices um that's a big thing so when you put all three of those together it at uh, i guess the best way to say it is you have a traffic jam
0: jake really quickly just
4: Talk to us about what traction devices are,
0: just so that, that people who are unfamiliar with that, that phrase can know what a traction device actually
4: is. Okay, traction devices are anything that will assist you and uh, uh, that will attach to your tire and go up the road. So we uh, we have uh, the old, old saying, you have a set of tire chains, which is uh, basically what it is, a set of chains that go over your tire, and you secure them to your tire, and that gives you the extra traction. We also have cable chains. Uh, they're, they're a type of device that uh, will uh, do the same thing as chains, but they're, uh, they're a little lighter duty, and they're a little easier to put on, but uh, allow you to navigate um, uh, different situations in the canyon. We also uh, There's also different devices, such as a little plastic block that go through your rim um, that uh, attach to your tire. And then we also have uh, what's called the tire sock. And um, that's just a big kind of nylon sock um, that goes over your tire um, and gives you extra
0: traction. So basically, it's, it's something that I have to put on my tire. It's, this isn't me switching to four-wheel drive. That's not considered a traction device, right? It's actually something that goes on the outside of my tire.
4: Yes. Uh so if you have a two-wheel drive vehicle, Matt, and you're driving up the Cottonwood Canyons and the and the lights are flashing and you have uh, Detective Arnold down here at the bottom checking uh traction devices, you will need to have those traction devices on your two-wheel drive vehicle before you proceed up the canyon.
0: Jake and, and Detective Arnold, let's say let's say I make it through let's say I'm stupid and I decide I'm just gonna I'm gonna go up the lights are flashing, but I'm gonna see if I can get through through the checkpoint and I make it up the checkpoint uh and I've got tires that aren't equipped I have a car that's not equipped. I'm not a very um experienced driver when it comes to that. who enforces that? how is that enforced who enforces that?
3: That's the day you usually get to meet me <laughs> and, and uh those are the type of, those are the type of drivers that um we come in contact with frequently up there. Uh, the ones that aren't prepared, the ones that don't know before they go, they don't know how to put on their chains. And if you make it through, which some do, we don't catch them all. Um, and and I will meet you on the road. I'm sure of it because number one, you'll be slid off the road, or uh, having problems backing people up, and then you'll meet me that way. Either way, we will meet. And usually, it doesn't end up in the happiest results because. Number one, I will send you home uh, and get you out of the canyon. And then number two, you m- most likely will receive a certificate
0: uh, where you'll have to meet the judge as well later. I like how you call it a certificate. <laughs> um I guess this, this may be an issue, too. I'm just thinking about this with people that are from out of state that maybe aren't very uh, experienced in driving in the snow, tourists that are coming from another place, just not familiar with that traction law. I'm sure that comes up quite a bit as well. Oh, definitely. that. Um, and just
3: because just ignorance of the law doesn't make it right for for you to go up there and it doesn't give you a free ticket uh to go up there i'm a firm believer know before you go so you are prepared for those situations that you're going to come across in those canyons because they're unforgiving they don't care who you are how much money you make or what kind of car you drive it is you're at that the the will of that canyon
1: and that's actually a great plug for knowing before you go um we have a lot of great resources. The UDOT traffic app is a great resource. We've talked a couple times on the podcast so far about the Little Cottonwood Canyon uh, website and um, Twitter and Instagram feeds. So you, you really should be informed before you head up there, right?
2: And this is kind of where UDOT comes in as well. Um, our role in this because the, the enforcement's done by um, UPD, um, but it's UDOT's uh, job to educate, um, and provide notifications. So UDOT can do the, the traction control device checks at the bottom, they can educate, but uh, UDOT can't give tickets. Um, so that's where UPD comes in. And this is a very, very good collaborative effort that we have with them.
0: Well, I was just going to say that, and, and you know, it has to be this collaborative effort. Um, Lisa mentioned all of these great tools that we have um, that are able to, to get the notifications out there. And we've got the Twitter feeds and we've got the dot traffic app and uh, the information is out there for sure. Uh, we just need to make sure that people are looking at it and, and, and paying attention to it. Um, and I'm gonna ask this to, to Jake and, and Detective Arnold, since you guys are, are really on the ground um, when this is happening. Why isn't somebody stationed at the mouth to enforce every single time that traction law goes into effect um really, the whole time that those lights are flashing, like why can't we just have somebody there at the mouth of the canyon checking
4: well, you know matt that's a that's a good question um u p d and UDOT are stretched very thin on those days uh we We have quite a bit of slide offs in uh the canyons um that require us to be up and down keep keep people moving um getting uh people unstuck so we can get the canyon moving again. Like, we we don't want people to stop in avalanche zones. So um, UPD is a big involvement in that. Uh, they also respond to wrecks. Um, one of the things that you don't understand about UPD, though, is they just don't have the Cottonwood Canyons. Uh, they uh, take care of Mill Creek Canyon. Uh, they do some up in Parley's and Lamb's Canyon. And they have a, a big area that they take uh uh take care of. And so they have to respond to all sorts of accidents, search and rescue, different things like that. And there's only so many officers on duty a day. And so that's where UDOT tries to step in and do that. But we also enforce as we go up and down the canyon. Um, we're, We're just not parked at the mouth, but we could be driving up and down and seeing a car struggle. And there's been several times where Detective Arnold and myself have stopped and turn people around right there on the road. So that's a different way we also enforce the uh, traction law is to do it while we're on the move. And uh, that way we can respond to slide-offs and accidents. And yet still, uh, if we see someone that's uh, slowing up traffic, we will stop. We will get out of our vehicle. We will turn that person around and send them back down the canyon. Um, So that's the way we enforce also, Matt. So
0: this is for Detective Arnold cuz I think you know Jake you talked a lot about what what we do on the U dot side and and we are I I think we're spread thin and and you you and UPD and Udot are both responding to to stuff at all all you know all levels all different canyons but there are people in the public there are members of the public that um love these canyons they want to get involved they want to help solve the problems Uh, Detective Arnold, can members of the public, I mean, is this something that we could just sign up for and and help out with inspecting the vehicles just to kind of make it a smoother transition and maybe less work for UPD or less work for UDOT, uh, you know, on the back end of that?
4: You know, I love the volunteers.
3: They really help out in the right place at the right time. But that's not one of them. Uh, It would never be a good idea to place uh, a volunteer like that in harm's way at uh, the mouth of those canyons. Because a lot of times you're dodging cars because they're going to run you over or can't keep on the road So to prevent from running you over. So I would never want to put a volunteer in that type of situation.
1: That's a great answer, Detective. And um, I mean, it's kind of inevitable. We have a lot of people going up the canyon that might not be familiar with how to drive up there. And, you know, we we need to help educate them. But what, what happens, I mean, when a vehicle slid off the road due to no traction devices, you mentioned a certificate before, um, how do they get those tickets or that certificate and how much are those fees?
3: The fees, they're right around, uh, usually about $50 uh, for a ticket like that. Um, and sometimes people just don't mind paying that ticket. Uh, but usually what happens, and sometimes we look at a timetable. OK, if I take the time to write this person a ticket, which is another 10 minutes, um, is it feasible for me to hold up traffic like that? Because he's in the middle of the road. We try to get him off, get him out of the way and then give him a ticket. But that's more time that I am not enforcing the traction law and I'm not looking for those that are having real trouble. Um, and so we, we kind of got to do triage uh, and say and pick our battles. Um, But most people, especially when it's just outrageous, they ignore everything and they just don't care or they think it isn't going to happen to them. Those are the ones that um, usually will get a ticket um, just
0: because, yeah, it happened to them. So something that the public can do to kind of alleviate this or maybe this is an education thing, but I guess uh, there's a sticker program that's out there is that I can take my car and get it stickered uh, so that I'm, I'm okay to drive up the canyon. What what, what are the stickers for, really, and, and what good do they do? And that Jake or Detective Arnold or Sean, any of you three can chime in on that. Just tell me what, what good the stickers are for.
4: After working at UDOT at the Cotton Canyons and trying to enforce the traction law uh, several years in a row, to be able to look at a tire and to find out whether it had MS or 3-peak, why we were down at the mouth of the canyon was taking a huge amount of time, and it was hard to find on because on, on every tire, it's not in the same place. It's sometimes it's in really small print, sometimes it's in very big print, and so we were we were we were having trouble keeping people moving up the canyon. We were causing a delay, so we we decided to hey let's let's pre-check. Um, these people before they come up the canyon this winter. And so we did that, and uh, we were able to give them a sticker. So you can imagine a law enforcement officer or a UDOT employee on a snowy day at the mouth of the canyon, be able to look at that sticker, know that vehicle has been pre-approved, and wave them on. And then they can only focus on the cars that need to be focused on And it's a way, you know, Matt, you asked a question, how, what can people do to help? Um, The the Cottonwood Canyon community is a very tight community. Uh, The ski group community is very tight. They could police each other. They could tell people about the sticker program. They could, uh, you know, they could do more education and and help people understand uh, the traction law and the snow tires and, all that thing that comes with it. And when we do that, everybody gets up the canyon faster and everybody gets home faster because we don't have those type of delays.
0: Well, and I, I like that self-govern and 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 self-check and just kind of keep everybody on on the same page is you know, if if that community bands together, lots of good things can happen for, for the canyons and and that's one of them.
1: Sean, can you explain the current traction law? Yeah,
2: absolutely. So um, the traction law that we have in effect now is a conditions based uh, traction law. Um, So it's basically decided between UDOT and UPD when those conditions warrant. And that would be heavy snow, drifting, blizzard conditions, um, when it would be necessary for vehicles to have the proper equipment to navigate the canyon. So um, both SR 210 and SR 190, so that's big and little Contwood Canyons. Are considered class two traction segments, and that means that UDOT and UPD um, may require traction devices on all vehicles entering the canyons when it's when the conditions warrant. So, um, the devices we're talking about—I know you talked a little bit about it earlier—but so, like a two-wheel drive vehicle would need uh, the Three peak snow tires um, or some sort of traction devices uh, like the ones Jake went through earlier. Um, and any all wheel drive or four wheel drive vehicles would need the m plus s designation so the mud and snow or the three peak snow tires on them so when this does go into effect it's not just an uphill law it's both directions um and it's based on the current conditions so it-, it it's not based on a forecast of what could happen later in the day it's based on current conditions at that moment, but we run into situations where you know uh a Storm can roll in later in the day where people were already up in the canyon, um, but those motorists need to be prepared if the traction law goes into effect at any given time.
0: Well, and I think that's a good point. We we talked uh, last week to the avalanche guys, and they said, "Listen, sometimes these storms can just, you know, turn and change directions pretty quickly." And so, I I like the point or the fact that you just made that. Hey, you may go up, and it may be sunny in the morning when you go up the canyon and have dry roads, but. These storms can roll in quickly sometimes, and it's important to be ready to go downhill as well uh, when those traction um, lights are are going in the canyon. So, good point. Thank you for mentioning that, Sean.
1: This has been really great to talk with you guys. A couple more questions for you. Maybe this is for everyone here. What would positive change look like for you when it comes to having more vehicles prepared for winter driving conditions?
4: People are able to get up the canyon without delay. Um, people are able to navigate, um, the, the snow on the road. Um, we have less slide offs, uh, uh, less, uh, people being delayed from, uh, have the, I think I can, I think I can attitude and just, uh, just spinning their wheels and not going anywhere. And so you have less of those people. And when people have good snow tires, people get to go skiing when they want to. They get to go skiing early. They get to be first chair. They get to do those type of things. They get a good parking spot. When we don't do those things, everybody's delayed. And and everybody misses out on some of their ski time. Uh, they get frustrated. Um, and the plows can't move either. That's the most important part of this I wanted to bring up, is if the traffic's not moving, the plows aren't moving. So, therefore... To keep the plows moving, we need people to have proper snow tires and proper uh, traction law equipment so we can do our job and keep the snow off the road. But as soon as we have a slide-off or someone blocks the road, no one's moving, including the plows. So if people are uh, positive and they get their tires checked and they're they're ready for winter and they have their all-wheel drive and they're four-wheel drive or their three-peak snow tires or their MS snow tires, uh, the Canyon flow is pretty good. And our education has uh, has done a lot lately. In fact, uh, this winter, one of my favorite moments was uh, the guy said, he's been reading our stuff on the website, and uh, he got out and showed me his lifted minivan with his uh, three-peak snow tires, and he was pretty proud of it. So I think our education is um, slowly uh, getting across and, and taking effect to the people in the canyons. And You know, if I may,
3: I don't know why, but it is, it's a, it's a rule. When a powder day comes, people lose their ever-loving minds. <laughs> and, and they just stop thinking. And, you know, if they would just take a minute and know how to work those chains, know how to work your four-wheel drive, and know the things what makes your vehicle travel and travel safely and that's the whole key to this cuz when we're at the bottom doing those restrictions and everything is working perfectly the tra- the the traffic flows so much better and and that's when we do our best work is is when we keep that traffic flowing whether it's in big or whether it's in little people just have to educate themselves and be accountable for their own actions and not blame everybody
0: else. Well, and I think that's a good point too, Detective Arnold, is that knowing how your car operates, knowing how those chains go on, um, I know that if I've spent the time doing that, and I understand how my four-wheel drive works and, and all of those things, that I'm way more confident when I'm driving in those winter conditions. You know, And Jake mentioned the I think I can driver that like, hey, I'm just going to try it you know, I think I can make it up the canyon. That That's that's an issue. If you've never driven in those conditions before, uh, there's a certain level of of knowledge and, and skill that you need. And and having the confidence to do that, along with the knowledge, uh, really, really helps keep traffic moving.
2: And I just say that there's there's very little room for error with it being a two-lane road, right? If there's one car that doesn't have the proper devices, it can cause a huge backup. So, you know, I, I'd we talked about the sticker program. I think expanding the sticker program could be really good because the sticker program does the tire checks, but just as much as it's an educational tool with, where people know what kind of devices they're required to have. So, and I will tack on there. There has been a push to um, have the traction law change to more of a seasonal um, enforcement, seasonal restriction. And so that is look, being looked at uh, internally. Um, but right now it is, it is still a conditions-based, um, rule.
0: So until then, and always actually just stay informed, stay educated and, and, and stay prepared because you never know when you're going to need that knowledge and, and you need to stay on top of those things. So Lisa, you, you kind of know a lot about this stuff and I know you've been in traffic management and, and information and all of that stuff for the last few years and, and your ears really to the, to the rail here. Um. And we maybe touched about this a little bit earlier. Um, is this just out-of-towners? I mean, really, is that the issue? Is that we, we don't know uh, how to drive in conditions that we're not familiar with? Like, I mean, what's going on here?
1: That's a great question, Matt. And you know what's funny? This is episode seven now, and I learn something new every time. And I think that out-of-towner question is really very um, astute observation of yours. Yes and no. You know, the locals really struggle hard with winter driving conditions, too. And like me and you, everybody's always learning something new. Uh, Something that Detective Lee told us in the past is that a lot of these vehicles that get some help going up the canyon are actually vehicles that met the traction law requirements. They're four-wheel drive vehicles with proper snow tires and Utah plates, but they didn't know how to drive well in winter conditions. Maybe they were going too fast, something like that. There's a lot of nuances here and good education is one of the ways we can kind of help to solve these issues.
0: Well, and that's, I even think about just a regular storm, right? It's not the its not the people from out of state that are the ones that are slide offs and on the side of I-15 during a regular storm. Like it really is all of us. And, and I think too, that first winter storm of the year is always, we all have to re, refocus and get our bearings straight again. And and I think that, especially in canyon driving, and Jake mentioned this a few times, conditions change so quickly. So we just you, you have to be a skilled driver. You have to not be stupid. Um, I hate, hate to say it that way, but like people are stupid sometimes. And I think um, overconfidence without the skill to match it is where we get into trouble.
1: That's a good point. And you know, I have a all-wheel drive vehicle. But I'm probably going to need new tires before this winter season. And that's something that I'm very focused on. We've been working with rental car companies, too, to really inspect vehicles and include them in a program that we talked about a little bit, the sticker program. And, Matt, did you know I have a Cottonwood Canyon sticker on my car?
0: You did tell me that. I, I don't go up enough. Um, or I I don't ski as much as I used to that I felt that I needed to get in line for the sticker this year.
1: You know, I thought I just want to learn a little bit more about it. And if I head up there, it's nice to know that my, my vehicle is equipped um, appropriately. Speaking of the sticker program, Detective Arnold and Jake both mentioned, they might not always be at the mouth of the canyon to check, but there's 5,000 people that Were pre-checked before the season, so I'm one of those 5,000.
0: Well, and I like the fact that people are proactive, right? Like, they want to be part of the solution. And so that, to me, those 5,000 people are saying, I care about the canyons, I care about congestion, I want to be part of the people that aren't the issue.
1: Exactly. Well, and let's get this off the ground. You have to start somewhere, and apparently there's talk of expanding the sticker program even more to pre-approve more vehicles for winter driving conditions in the seasons coming up.
4: That's
0: awesome. Very, very cool stuff.
4: uh, Matt, one more thing that we get all the time. uh, In fact, this is Detective Ornel's probably funnest person to roll up on. And it's, it's very frustrating. As a person that needs traction devices when they enter in the canyon, and do not put them on in the proper place. So that person has the I think I can attitude as they proceed up the mountain. And then when they can't go anymore, they stop in the middle of the road and they put on their traction devices. And usually it's the first time they've ever put on their traction devices. And and so they are blocking all of uphill trying to put on their traction devices while everybody else waits. And so we want to make sure people understand that um, if you are stopped in the middle of the road putting on your traction devices, you will be turned around and sent down to the bottom of the canyon so you could put them on correctly. I've seen Detective Arnold to ask people very nicely to do that several times in his career. And uh, I will ask you to do that too. So I would encourage people that are putting on traction devices to make sure you do them at at the mouth of the canyon, on the right-hand side of the road, where it's safe, and uh, make sure you have those on as you go up. Um, as conditions improve, the traction law will be lifted, and you won't have, you won't need those uh, types of traction devices on your vehicle. But while the lights are flashing, please put your traction devices on at the bottom of the canyon, even though you don't see snow. There's snow up above. And you'll run into it and you'll need them. So please, please uh, follow that. That's a big thing that we deal with on a daily basis when it snows up here in the cottonwoods. And please don't be deceived
3: that all season tires are not snow tires and they will not get you up that road on a snowy day.
0: Love it. Two really good things to end on there. <laughs> All season is not snow tires and put your traction devices on. Have your traction devices and put them on at the mouth of the can. Uh, this has become kind of a fun little podcast and and I hope people are listening and I hope there's value in, in, in what we're sending out there. So um, everybody tell your mom, tell your kids, tell your friends that Lisa Miller is in fact way cooler than Matt about the traction law <laughs> and all the proper traction devices that you can have to be a safer winter driver. Uh, And really, we want you to be a safer winter driver everywhere, but when we're talking specifically about the canyons, uh, we want you to be safer up the canyons, so thanks, Lisa, for being way cooler than I am.
1: Well Matt, you can ride with me once I get new tires to go up the canyon, but this has been great. Thanks everybody, and we will see you next time.
0: Hey, be safe guys.